Welcome back to the online universe of philosophics. If you are watching this in video form, there may well be an audio podcast available. If you are listening to this as a podcast, there may be a video version as well. Most likely, there is a transcript on the Philosophics blog at http colon slash slash philosophicsblog.wordpress.com. If you like this video, please click like, and share it with others who may also have an interest. If you like the content more generally, subscribe. It helps a lot. And if you wish to be notified when new content is posted, click the bell icon. If you are able to support this universe as a Patreon patron, it would be appreciated. You can find relevant links in the description. Enough of the preamble, let's get started. An online colleague published an essay on another essay. The gist was to say that their ideas were the same, save for whether a core foundation was reality or truth. I am going to stylize these and derivatives in capital initials, for example, real and truth. I am not sure I see the connection, and perhaps Lance will chime in here directly to correct any misunderstandings and fill in any holes. At least in English vernacular, true and real are close synonyms. I don't feel they are as close as we may assume at first glance. I think each of these terms carries with it its own ambiguity and connotation, so a meaningful discussion may prove to be difficult. I'm not sure if it's a fair characterization, but I feel that most people consider real, as what they can sense or experience. Some may not even allow for the experiential component. In my mind, metaphorically thinking of course, a book might be real, an idea might be real, even the idea of a unicorn might be real, but unicorns are not real. If we want to claim unicorns as part of reality or included in the set of reality, then it would be a second-order sort. Substituting Harry Potter for unicorns, the idea of Harry Potter is real, but Harry Potter is a figment. Of course, Harry Potter may be the name of a human or your pet otter, but this is not the manifest Harry Potter of the idea. And Harry Potter is not a unicorn. I mention Harry Potter and indeed unicorns, because I have had people argue that these things are real. For me, they are off the table, whether real or imagined. I feel that some people may also reduce real to material, so a realist would be the same as a materialist. That's fine except we end up with obvious non-material stuff on the cutting room floor. What do we do with emotions and so-called qualia? Sure, some might equate emotions with biochemical reactions and some synaptic exchange in some parts of the brain, further articulated through facial and bodily expressions and gestures. For the materialist, we may not yet know the mechanism, but it's only a matter of time, in the same manner as atoms became protons and electrons, which became quarks with spins and color, and this morphed into fields. Being sympathetic to analytic idealism, I might argue that none of this is real because all we can experience is what we can sense, but what we sense is a second order of reality. We can't even experience the first order variety. The usual analogy is to look at computer bits or the funky matrix code, and it doesn't reveal what we see or experience through the interface. In the case of the matrix, the interface is their perceived reality. But perception isn't reality. At least Descartes suggests as much. If first order reality is unattainable, we can either consider this sensed and experienced world to be second order. This leaves our unicorns and Harry Potter to be third order. In this case, we might idiomatically consider the first order to be understood to exist, but our use of reality extends only to the second order variety. In any case, I don't expect to resolve the mystery of reality here and now, but it is a dialogue where accord is necessary to be on the same proverbial page. But then what is true? What is truth? I've written about this previously. Here we are explicitly invoking the capital T version of truth, not the minuscule T version where it's synonymous with pedestrian facts and tautologies. Why true? 
are we asking what is objectively real, unadulterated by subjective experience, some universal and invariable condition? And is this truth what is real? Are there truths that are not real? To sum it up, it is quite standard, although not universal by a long shot, to consider real what we can experience, whilst true is something that requires proof. A physical table might be real. Like unicorns, mathematic concepts may be true, I'd argue that this is tautological whilst others might defend some platonic ideal, but they are not real. They are an abstraction. I suppose my point is to not take these words for granted, and presume they can be directly interchanged. I suppose in the adjective form, they are more apt to coincide. Is that a true Picasso? Is that a real Picasso? Clearly, when we are asking if it is real, we are asking if it is truly genuine rather than questioning its materiality. It may be true that I am wittering away online in some masturbatory pseudo-intellectual frenzy, and the results may be virtually real, but I needed to let my mind wander for a bit. If you've gotten this far, bless your heart, and leave a comment. And so it goes. That's the end of this Philosophics podcast. Thank you for taking time from your schedule to watch or listen. I am always interested in hearing different perspectives, agree or disagree. So, don't be afraid to comment. If you are not already on the blog, you can leave comments here or there at http colon slash slash philosophicsblog.wordpress.com or click the link in the description. If you like this video, click like and share it with others who may also have an interest. If you like the content more generally, subscribe. It helps a lot. And if you wish to be notified when new content is posted, click the bell icon. If you are able to support this universe as a Patreon patron, it would be appreciated. Come back soon for more content. Cheers.